Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Welcome back to Black Girl from Eugene. I am, as usual, in my thoughts. And uh, I have been in Houston now for almost three weeks. It'll be three weeks on Wednesday. And I'm in my car where I have my thoughts. (laughs) And I thought, you know what? I've been thinking about my podcast a lot in the last week. And I need to publish. And um, today has been an especially emotional day. I don't know. I am learning about astrology and the energies that work in this universe around us is starting to get more um, into that realm in a little, uh, trying to, to basically integrate that into my daily life. Um, just being, being more spiritually aware and present in my everyday. And um, as I get to be more comfortable in that realm, I will talk about it more. But right now, I'm just going to talk about the feelings that are coming up for today. I haven't met anyone of interest <laughs> yet that I feel like I could have a good conversation to present to uh, my listeners on Black Girl from Eugene, but my perspective is what this podcast is about. And as I go through life and, and go through my everydays, it's this unique perspective that I have as a Black Girl from Eugene that I'm going to share with y'all. So right now, I am um, on my way to the airport, which is a thousand miles away from where I live because that's how Houston works. Everything's a thousand miles away. Um, so I thought I'd have some time. So right now, I, I was going... Um, thinking about this weekend and thinking about family and thinking about when you have family and you don't have family and the relationships that are sometimes fantasized in your head when you don't have family about what family is like. Even when you do have family um, and your family is spread out and you and and this is not just for family, but it's just for relationships. We fantasize. We actually like put put things into situations that do not exist, so that we can better either cope with it, handle what we need to handle, or to move on from whatever we need to move on from. And I am having epiphanies like literally week after week after week, and some of these are very painful. You know, um, just the idea that myself being raised the way that I was raised, where I was raised, I feel like I've, I've in most, in anyone, has built in coping mechanisms to, to make you have the ability to move on to the next day. By no means was I raised in a bad environment, uh, and by, meaning my family life, and by no means was I raised in an environment where um, I'm, I'm scarred in, in like tragic ways from my parental unit. Uh, I don't feel like it, I don't relate to it in that way. However, um, I do think that a practice of my own as a woman is that I feed into people's potential or I have in the past where to the point that I actually give you or give that person the words that make it okay for me. Uh, I give, I actually assign behavior to people 
that makes it okay for me to deal with those people. Um, as I get older now, I'm realizing that I don't need to protect myself that way. That is a mechanism of fear. Um, but as that starts to lift, that veil starts to lift, I start to take myself out of that role of needing to, to have a prescript. These veils are like lifting and I'm realizing the people who I revered and the people who I thought were, who the people who I painted in a light that just is not their true light. When that veil is lifted, it's so painful. And it's not painful because of what they did. It's painful because it's what I did. It's like you start to look at your own way of making it through the world, what you have done that actually you thought was helpful at the time, but you really robbed yourself of experience from fear. Like, and it doesn't make you a good or a bad person, but when you are fearful, your body is going to come up with a way to, to cope with that or to save yourself from that experience. It's going to say, oh, hey, we don't need to do all that. Like, let's do this. Um, and, you know, my personality, my astrology, my birth chart, it all says it in here that this is the type of person, this is the type of thing that I, I, um, uh, I would have done naturally, matter of fact, so naturally so that, that like I wouldn't really actually feel or see that seam in between. But now as I'm, as I'm moving towards the second half of my life, I'm trying to strip what doesn't work for me anymore. And that filling the gaps of the other people's potential, filling the gaps of what I, I would like for it to be, instead of accepting it for what it actually is, um, is something that has not really ever served me. It has always brought more strife, either maybe not in the moment, but it, it generally falls apart because it's not real. It's completely not genuine. Uh, it's not genuine on my part because I'm not listening to that other person. I'm literally refusing to hear that they aren't the person for me, whether in friendship, whether in family, whether in, in love. Uh, I'm saying I don't even hear you. Like, thank you for trying to let me know, but I'm just going to go ahead and say this is what works for me. How about that? And that ain't, that's not cool at all. Um, and it generally works out for a certain amount of time. And then I'm hurt at the end going, what happened? Because it just wasn't real. I think as I've gotten older, I am trying, I am starting to not need to have people in my life in a way that's not genuine. And um, I'm starting to not need to have that scenario be where, where it doesn't, it doesn't actually feed my soul. So anyway, this whole weekend has been very eye-opening for me, you know, kind of realizing that um, there are, there's still special bonds even within family, and there are bonds that never actually happen even because you are family. That is a childish assumption that 
because you're family, it means that you love each other. It means that you would, you know, make sure that the other is okay, that you would look out for the other. Um, And those things may happen in different ways. You know, maybe you looking out for your sister or your brother means that, you know, you let them borrow your car, but you don't want to know nothing else about what they're doing. You don't care to know, you know, how their life is. You don't care to know what the divorce was about. You don't care to know how they feel about it. You just, hey, I let you use my car. And I did that because you're my brother. You know, that that might be the extent. And then that's love. I think I have to like realize that that's painful for me because that's that depth of love is so it's so unrecognizable for me. Like I can't in my own body, like who I am. I I that the depth is is necessary for me for connection. So when that depth isn't there and it's your family, I've always been taught that your family has a depth of connection. And I mean, I'm sure some, most of you or some of you might know, well, you know, your family's not always the people you were born into. I get that, but I'm an idealist. I want it to be the people <laughs> that, that held you when you were little, that know what you look like when you had, wore, you know, wore raggedy braids and pigtails, you know? Um, I'm an idealist. Don't kill me. It's just something that I feel, you know, um, close to. I don't know. I love my brothers and my sisters. It's it's a strange situation to look at, not necessarily my family, but anyone's family, and, and realize that some of them don't love you like you do, like you love them. Like I said, you guys, don't shoot me. I'm an idealist. You grow up wanting to think that when someone plays with you or someone, you know, helps you with your schoolwork, that that's because they care, not because they are, like, and I'm air quoting, supposed to. That caring, that humanistic connection of, like, I want you to succeed is something very real for me. And it is painful to think that, you know, people that you look up to in certain regards, whether they're family or just people you consider family, and you realize that's never the, that was never the connection that they had to you. You know, and it does go back to my perspective, you know, of, um, of living as a black girl in Eugene or from Eugene, that you know, that inauthenticity. And as soon as I say that, maybe it's not inauthenticity. Maybe it's, like I said from the get-go, the, the ascribed idealistic connection that was assumed by the child. God, that seems weird. Doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like you're fit. <laughs> like you shouldn't be around kids if you're not sincere. Um, 
And then, of course, you know, you get into lines of boundaries and being able to not be Mother Teresa and have 5,000 children at your house because you care so much. I get it. Um, yeah, see, y'all, you know, I don't know where I'm going, so I got my GPS on. I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. Um, but anyway, you know, so I'm, I'm having a moment, you know, I'm having a moment of, of when I connect to realize that I can only put my hand out there. I can only put down, I can put down what I can put down. I cannot be responsible for it. I cannot assume that because I put it down, they're going to pick it up. It's one of those things that you would think, of course I know, of course I know. But when it comes to family, you know, when it comes to someone you call your sister or your brother, whether it's blood-related or not, it's particularly painful. It's particularly painful. So be kind to each other. Be real. You know, that would be my request. That's what I'm going to, I mean, that's what I do. Oh, God. Thinking about my, and I am going to say last marriage because I've been married more than once. Um, who knows if I go down that crazy ass expectation again, but when it finally dissolved, like in its entirety, and I gave the ring back, I actually never, I, I took that ring in a completely different sentiment than he was giving it to me. And people say, well, that's just communication. It's not just communication, it's history. It's perspective, it's, it's expectation. It's how you grew up. It's, it's your morals, it's your values. It's your character. And that doesn't have color to it. That doesn't have a browner or lighter skin. That to me is just being human and being real, like keeping it 100 for real. The people who are closest to me, I've always, I've always um, felt like the ones who really know me very well are the ones who will tell me what the fuck's up every single time whether it's nice, whether it's salty as hell, whether even, even if it's petty, they're like, bitch, what are you doing? That, that is my person. Those are my people. So anyway, I don't want to keep rambling on. I just had that thought. Um, I just got someone to favor me. Thank you is my very first favorite. And I have um, not shared this podcast at all, and so I'm super, super happy that you guys have, have um, I have over 200 people who are 200 listens, and I know that might seem small to some, but that is amazing to me, considering that I have not told one person about this podcast. Um, so I think I might start sharing it. If I can get it up to 250, I'm going to share it. Um, I do have some episodes coming up with my thoughts on some episodes of Code Switch, I like to pick at what they're saying. I like that show a lot. 
Um, so that's going to come up pretty soon in the next week. I am going to try to link my Instagram to this account as well so we can put a face to the voice. Um, that is coming up in the next couple weeks. But until then, peoples, I super want to express my gratitude and I want to express my ideals in a way that I hope you all understand and, and can vibrate with that this is very much my perspective being from where I came from and what I have seen. Um, and some things I'm very naive to because I've gone through life trying to be very um, idealistic. And that does rose colored glasses in certain situations really does keep you quite naive to a lot of, of the harshness of life. But perhaps I need that because I'm a sensitive person. I'm, I'm thankful for that because some of this shit I know I couldn't handle. So please just put the rose colored glasses on me and let me not see it. But when the veil comes up, y'all, the tears come out and I'm going to share it with you. Um, and it's not, someone asked me, well, are you going to talk to them about it? Are you going to talk to them about it? About what? No, it has nothing to do with them. This has nothing to do with them. They've been who they are all of their lives. You know, and I have been believing something else all of my life. And when I was old enough in my body and my spirit said, you need to see what it is for what it is right now so that you can progress moving forward in your life. The veil was lifted. And as the spirits know, I was ready to see it. And now it's clear. I have to move forward the way I know best. And you know me, y'all. I am going to move forward, progressing and shining as I do. Um, but that does not mean a few tears don't fall in the process. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And I certainly hope that I get to hear from you guys. And I hope, certainly hope that you continue on listening. And um, I certainly hope I meet some people to have some, some uh, conversations with because I find those extremely entertaining. All right. Peace to you all. Black girl from Eugene. I'm out.